0: Support for this podcast is brought to you by Pride Houston. Join Pride Houston Saturday, June 22nd for the 2019 Houston LGBT Pride Celebration. The festival kicks off at noon at Houston City Hall. As always, admission is free, but to get the best seat during the show, upgrade to Pride's main stage experience and up-close access pass that lands you directly in front of the stage. Plus, get the ultimate VIP treatment with Pride Celebration VIP tickets. Enjoy an open bar at the festival and parade, catered food, grandstand parade viewing, and more. For event and ticket information, visit pridehouston.org.
1: Someone told me I don't have to be authentic all the time, but I just can't help but like relay publicly how I feel inwardly. I feel like it's my obligation to help build a world that makes myself safer.
2: Hey, I'm Mai with Dear Queer, and we are an all-inclusive podcast based out of Houston, Texas. We're also a Spectrum South podcast that centers queer voices and cutie pock folks,
3: which is really nice. That stands for queer trans people of color, but it's cute because it's called cutie pock. So thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy the show. Yeehaw. You Um, know, a lot of famous actors don't watch the stuff that they're in. Wait, what?
4: Yeah. i said a lot of famous actors don't watch stuff they're there like who <laughs> uh tens of them oh they just make a film and they're like i'm fucking over and i'm not watching this i was in it
3: <laughs> oh hi talking. everyone hi we're recording hey. now <laughs> hey. whoops wherever you queer hi hey <laughs> Hi. That was
2: amazing. I love that intro. Don't cut that, Danny. <laughs> um, uh, but cut that where I'm saying cut this, and then where Julian's saying cut, cut that. that. <laughs> Danny's like, because no. it's now it's unauthentic. Thanks, Julian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Hi. Yeah. Hi, everyone. How are y'all doing?
3: Hi. How are y'all doing? <laughs> Oh, I'm doing fucking fantastic. Yeah, yeah. you moved. Yeah. yeah.
4: I used to live with like three other people and my girlfriend, and now my girlfriend and I just have our own apartment on the other side of town. That's so exciting. Oh, so good. We're like walking distance from a Trader Joe's. It's amazing. Wow, do, you y'all an, are, do y'all have a best
3: life? do y'all have an really Aldi? Are. Do we have what? Do y'all have an Aldi? Aldi, like a car.
2: No, No, probably not. No, (laughs) No, No, it's a grocery store. Um, They're usually in lower income or like middle class areas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, the
4: funny thing is, Aldi's isn't Aldi's and Trader Joe's? Aren't they the same company? Yeah. It's their sister store
2: or whatever, brother.
3: They're they're owned. Yeah. They're owned by the same fucking company. So I'm like, all right, whatever. Yeah, but Aldi's cheaper than Trader Joe's. Significantly cheaper. I fuck with Aldi. Yeah. It's great. We have like um, Safeways and uh, Winco. Oh yeah. Do you all have a sheets? No, nah, I don't know what a sheets is. Oh, I think it's supposed to be like like a
2: brothers or like a Wawa. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm, I don't know. I didn't know what Wawa was until I went to Philly. Yeah,
3: I, didn't I know what that was. Don't know what Wawa is like, it, what
4: are
2: y'all talking about? <laughs> it's like a fucking Walgreens. What is
3: it? Is it? Wawa? I have no idea. Maybe like I, a Target. Maybe I should call my boyfriend right now and be like, "Hey, why is it called Wawa? Do you think I should call him right now?"
2: Oh my god! How extra can Julian be? How extra, extra can Julian be?
3: What? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Let's see. If Jake will pick up. Hey, you know? hey, Jake! I have a question for you. Oh, hi. hey. Hey, uh, why is the store called Wawa? Is there a reason for that?
1: Um, it's named after the town it was founded in.
3: Wait, there's a town called Wawa.
1: In Pennsylvania, yes.
3: Oh. oh, amazing! Also, thank you yeah, thank you. Um, th- this, this is a question we had on the podcast. Hi, babe. So, Bye. so this is going the episode now. <laughs>
4: oh, okay. Well, the other reason that it's called the reason that I have a goose as a mascot is because geese say
2: wah wah when they fly.
3: Makes um, better just sense. Just
0: some more info
3: on Wawa oh. Their pretzels are the best in the country. <laughs> mm. Oh. I'm sorry. Did someone want to write about that? <laughs> <laughs> no, all right, I'll see you when I get home. Bye. Bye.
4: Bye. That was Jake, our Wawa expert that we have on call. Uh,
2: on call, there are our, um, our Wawa our fact checker. So. Yeah.
3: Fact checker and a Wawa expert. <laughs> yeah.
2: We have in the studio today, Mike Webb. They are Pride's Grand Marshal. Yeah. Right? A non-binary category. Yeah, 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 yeah. So
3: they had several categories and gender non-binary is one of them. And Mike mm-hmm. won that category. And I think that's really exciting.
2: Yeah. Um, um, so we'll have them in the studio later. We'll toss it to them yeah. in a little bit. Nice. Um, but yeah, so... Today's our last episode of the season, and you're going to be hearing... We're, we're going to change things up <laughs> compared to this past season. We don't know yet what yet, but right. it'll be something. So, um, mine, I have some pretty significant life changes yeah. that are happening. I move in New York. Julian's moving to Austin. We're all fucking getting out of Houston. <laughs> um,
3: <laughs> I mean, hey, I love my city, but... Yeah, uh, I just need to live. Yeah. I need to live somewhere else for a little bit. And mm-hmm. to be fair, Austin's not my first choice, but right, I have family there, so it'll be nice. Yeah. yeah.
4: Honestly, I feel like moving away from Houston has made me appreciate Houston more. Yeah. Right. Like the distance, yeah, the distance from Houston makes me really realize what I had when I was there. Yeah. But um, I wouldn't go back because I don't need to sit
3: in traffic. Yeah yeah. Uh, yeah. Tell me about it But yeah so I mean like we have some pretty positive Great life changes happening Right Mm -hmm. Um, Things are going to get restructured a little bit differently But that doesn't mean the end of year It's just things are going to be changing We're not really sure yet Mm
2: -hmm. More people will probably be be coming in Yeah So this is cool
3: Yeah I think it's really cool (laughs) Mm -hmm. I think it'll give an opportunity to see what more we can do with this podcast Because we you know, have had people that have
2: listened to us since
3: day one. Thanks.
2: Yeah. To our, to shouts, our... shouts to the day ones. Yeah.
3: Shouts, yes. shouts to our day ones. Love y'all. <laughs> XOXO. Besitos. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, like I, I'm really excited, particularly for the move. My partner and I also moved in together. So that's really fun. Mm-hmm. Cuffing it up. Cuffing it up. Uh-huh. Is it you hauling if you don't have the U-Haul?
2: Uh, no, fuck that term U-Hauling.
3: <laughs> um,
2: it's cuffing it up.
3: Cuffing? Okay. <laughs> I mean, um, we're both bisexual, so cuffing is appropriate,
2: I think. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Are you bisexual or are you pan? Bi. Oh, okay. Bisexual. <laughs> Um. <clears throat> yeah, and I think that's about it, really. Yeah. So basically, you're
4: saying is that you and Julian will have the podcast on weekdays, and then I will
3: have queer on the weekends. So that's
2: mm-hmm. what the- yeah. It's shared custody. Yeah.
3: We we we're, we're sharing custody of this baby that we've all raised together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a triad situation.
2: Yay! Yeah. And I'm glad that you all are listening in. And yeah,
3: us. honestly, like. The other day I went out to dinner with some friends and I met my friend's partner for the first time. And she was like, I, th- I think I said, yeah, or something like that. And she goes, oh, you have a podcast. I listen to you. I recognize your voice. I was like, oh no, I have one of those voices. <laughs>
2: <laughs> a recognizable voice. Oh no.
3: But like, I, I say that, but I think it's honestly really cool that like, you know, there are people out there that give a shit to what we're doing Mm -hmm. and who we talk to and what and like I said like what we do you know right
2: yeah so we're gonna take that and move it forward more so yeah mm -hmm.
3: and with that we're gonna go into the interview with Mike yeah Indy do you have anything
4: no other than I want to thank everyone for listening and staying on board with us and fucking with us heavily this entire time Mm -hmm. and yeah I can't wait to see what else we have yeah yeah
2: Sure. We miss you greatly.
4: Oh, I come miss back. you too. Come back. Now, why would i come back if you are leaving? No <laughs>
2: one's gonna there by the time I get a visit. Come back so we can leave. <laughs> come back and help us pack up. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. All right, thanks. Yeah, let's take it to the um, interview with Mike yeah. Webb. Yay. Thanks for listening, y'all. Yes. Thanks.
3: Hi. Hey, everyone. How are y'all doing? I'm all right. Yeah. <laughs> well, we have a very special guest in the studio. We have Mike Webb. Hi. How are you Hi. doing? Hey, Mike. How are you doing? Thanks for coming in today.
1: Well, thank you all for having me.
3: Yeah. Well, how are you? I'm um, How uh, is Mike?
1: Great. Cool. Is Mike? It's Pride Month. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're so right. So I'm excited.
3: Just kicking off, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm excited, but it's also kind of exhausting. I have to work Pride. Mm, um, yeah. It's all Mike. Yeah. Nice.
4: Anyway, what are you doing to work for Pride? Me, yeah.
3: Um, I'm in charge of our floats for Pride. It's intense, yeah. So I'm like not looking forward to that.
1: For Spectrum Style.
3: No, no, no. For the organization I work with. Oh, yeah. Yeah,
2: Oh. Um, but so. Yeah, Mike's in the studio today. They're one of Fried's new grand marshal. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. So, um, this was the category that I was nominated for. I mentioned the podcast like a few episodes back. Mm-hmm. It was for the non gender non binary category, mm-hmm. right? And it was me, Mike, and Becca that were mm. all nominated. And yeah. then we have our winner right here, oh, Mike yeah. Wood okay. <laughs>
1: So, this was Pride Houston's first year of having a gender non binary category. So, mm-hmm. it was very special just to yeah. get nominated with these amazing people.
3: Right. Oh my God.
1: Stop. Yeah. Okay.
3: Well, yeah, that that's was, awesome. But it is cool, though. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah, it you. is really cool because it's like I was telling, like, Becca and I was telling you and I was telling like all my friends that it's like it doesn't really even matter who wins because the fact that it's like all three of us even got nominated like yeah. all queer people of color that got yeah. nominated for this, for oh, this yeah. nomination yeah so i thought that was really cool
1: that was amazing
3: yeah so. yeah that is awesome um i got emotional at the uh at the uh When they when they announced the winners. Mm -hmm. Cause like I said, even though I didn't win, I was like, holy shit, this is so cool. Cause like the way that I saw it was that I feel like personally AMAP non-binary people get shit on the most. Mm -hmm. Because I kind of feel like whenever there's AMAP non-binary people, that's sort of like gender performed. I'm like using air quotes, right? Gender perform as like a cis man. It's like people, at least in my experience, my friends have told me that they're like, yeah people don't really think I'm non-binary because I'm performing... Well, a certain
1: way. Uh, it, it's such a new for a lot of people in their Yeah, head, it's such a new um, concept, right? Well, gender by itself is it, it's a, a new concept of how we are expanding it and how gender is becoming more expansive. Mm-hmm. Um, that oftentimes, whether it's intentional or unintentional, even within our own community, we have to do a lot of education around just how expansive gender is, mm-hmm. um, and that includes those of us who are gender non-binary. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like even in recent conversations around. Uh, our local trans liberation movements, right? Um, It's been a struggle to get some of our community members to recognize uh, gender non-conformity and non-binary identities as part of the trans spectrum. Right. Um, And even part of the um, entirety of the LGBTQ plus movement. Right. Um, And so oftentimes we get erased from yeah, um, not just even uh, the equality movement per se, right? Because mm-hmm. a lot of us get erased from that, but just right. from our everyday conversations and right. how we perceive
2: each mm-hmm. other. Right. Even even in the trans community, a lot right. of trans people don't see us, and a lot of people consider being non-binary as trans, like you know, yeah, being transness, like or,
3: right. Or or it's like you get erased from the conversation, but it's also like you have to constantly come out. All you know what I mean? Time. All the fucking time. In every yeah. conversation. Yeah.
2: It's like so <laughs> exhausting. I, I, I've honestly haven't come out all the time. I pick and choose who I do that with. Yeah.
3: Um, yeah. It
2: just depends who I'm speaking to. And yeah. if I think that I'm going to talk to you again in the future, I'll mm. be like, hey um, warning, this is what I, you know,
3: right. And I'm telling
2: you this cause I trust you.
3: Yeah. Like I was about to say that I feel like whenever you're in conversations with people and you keep correcting people on your pronouns, it's like, I'm doing this because I trust you and love you. And I am here for you to be better. Right. So when, when I don't want to do that with people, it's kind of like, you're a lost cause to me anyway. Uh. Well, I think
1: uh, what made uh, Pride Houston's courageous move towards having this uh, category validated, right, Um, is that it kind of forced even folks like us. Because I would would argue I was the same. I was selectively uh, disclosed or selectively out myself um, around uh, my gender. Because quite frankly, when I came out as genderqueer and gender non-binary, it was mostly for myself. Right. Uh, it was mostly just like to liberate my own individuality. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh and I really at the time could care less how other people were internalizing it. Yeah. Um, and so quite frankly, it wasn't as sort of um, forceful or I wasn't uh I didn't hold people accountable towards uh, using correct language around me. Uh that being said, I think uh once the once Pride Houston came out with yeah. uh the category, I was like, you know what, if if yeah. I own, like if such a leader in our community can right. uh, understand the significance of this, then yeah. we can expect better mm-hmm. from our own. I Sorry.
3: like personally, like, regardless of how people may feel about Pride Houston, I do think that this is a step in the right direction. Yeah. Because I, because it's one of those things that's like, oh, this, this organization is this, this large organization. It's, it's coming out saying, like, yes, we validate and acknowledge that there's other gender variant people that don't fall under a binary. Right. Yes. And I still think that's really cool that, like, you know, like I said, regardless of how people may feel about Pride Houston, this is a step in the right direction for people to really like see that we matter you know and that we do exist right like mm-hmm. i don't know like so if so the fact that i even got like nominated too as well i thought that was like really cool it's mm-hmm. like oh i don't even do anything but thanks obviously. <laughs> obviously you do oh thank you mike so like how did it make you feel when you found out you were even being nominated for this category
1: so i oftentimes have tunnel vision um, yeah and so uh i think when uh, the, during a nomination process, I was I actually forgot to nominate a couple of people myself uh, <laughs> yes. uh, because uh, we were organizing our fundraiser for the Houston JLPT political caucus um, called Politics does not have to be a drag, Yeah, uh, which happens every February. Um, and so, like, I was just focusing on that because that was the only fundraiser that we had uh, this year for our advocacy and education initiatives. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew that we are going to be doing a lot of advocacy during the legislative session and things of that nature. Um, and so when they finally announced all the nominees, I was, like, just getting out of that project. Yeah. Um, in addition to, like, I have, I have a full-time job. Um, yeah, And same. so I was <laughs> like, oh, yes, wow, that's so amazing. Like, I'm so happy that, uh, one, Pride has taken this step towards really right. educating our community on how expensive uh, how expensive our community really is. Yeah. Um, But uh, additionally, uh, I think it really validated all the different types of work we all do.
3: Yeah, I think so, too. And I thought it was really interesting as well that I felt like – neither any of us didn't really do a whole lot of campaigning, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like I like I kind like I went to an event for work and someone was like, I forgot her name, but she was like, I'm so and so. I'm nominated for like the female category, mm-hmm. right And I was like, yeah, I'm nominated too, but she had like buttons and stuff like that and I was like, that's cool. But, like, I don't know. Like, I have to go back to work now. See you later. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, I just thought it was really interesting that, like, all three of us were like, cool. And then that was kind of the end of the conversation.
1: I mean, well, thankfully, I think everyone had, like, their own groups of people supporting. Oh, oh, yeah. For sure. Um, And I want to thank all... Everyone that participated in that uh, right. pride said that this was the highest ever participation yeah. experience with a 600% increase
3: oh, wow. um,
1: in yeah, voter participation. Uh, yeah.
3: Do you know if. Category. Yeah. I was about to say, do you know about like if this category got like the most or is it just like
1: overall? Overall. Okay. Um, but I, I like to think mm-hmm. there was a lot of excitement in all the different categories. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Because there was a historic first in each one of them. I would yeah. Yeah with the exception of the ally one Uh, yeah but even that by itself was significant in some way Mm
2: -hmm. yeah yeah um Pride Houston's ran under new management now after it's been three she's is it a woman Uh, yes
1: it's a black woman right um or someone who identifies as a black woman Mm -hmm. uh leading (laughs) a from our perception a majority white organization Mm -hmm. Mm right um in a very inclusive and intentionally inclusive and community oriented way
2: right Um, yeah yeah I know
1: And she has a great team of people um, that, from the outside looking in, at least seems to be doing a good job of working right. with her direction and vision Dang. of our, our communities so I like, praise
2: her. I don't, I yeah. would not pick up that
1: role. <laughs> it's, it's very intense. Yeah. Like, right. that's a lot. Like, it's a volunteer run organization, right? And so, but Wait, also,
3: are wait, really? It is? Yeah. yeah. Like, Holy none of them shit, get paid to do what <gasps> they do. No, yeah. really? I yeah. didn't even know that. i probably so all be, funding.
1: Say it like that. But
3: <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. But, 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 but still, I'm shocked just because
1: of like. Like, first of all, they're doing way more than I've ever seen probably huge, right? Organized. Yeah, so it's, gotten
3: like, wow. it's
1: gotten bigger. It's gotten bigger. Yeah, like, bigger. But like, it was already huge. It was like the fourth mm-hmm. largest LGBTQ celebration in the nation. Um, and so, free, think, yeah, and it's
3: free. Yes, yeah, I'm yeah. here for that.
1: To think that like um, the people that's organizing it are all volunteers mm-hmm. uh, is that's
2: what blows my mind. Right. Yeah, yeah. But all the money that gets donated to it is given to the people who put on. You know, like, it works.
1: It works out. I mean, it it all goes into the celebration. Right, right, right. Into into the organization. Um,
3: No, I was just shocked just because of, like, how much they do. Like, that I would have thought that they... You, this have round, you have a team you have a team and you're like
1: from nine to five yeah. all they're focused on is organizing yeah so
3: a you're like no it's about volunteering i was like
1: what the fuck yes. are you serious yes. <laughs> Wow. Yes. yes oh my god so if you ever invest. want to get more involved
2: yeah <laughs> yeah the first time i actually went to pride was with andisha we both went uh yeah. when it was still oh, yeah. in Mont- uh on westheimer in montreal
3: oh, yeah. 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 um it's probably gonna be in downtown this
4: year still yeah it is. yeah It's in downtown. City,
2: is it city hall uh, yeah.
1: The festival is in front of City Hall. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a parade route. Uh, the circles around yeah, City Hall,
2: right? Basically.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, and you can find that at PrideHouston.org. Yeah.
2: Is Young Ma still playing?
1: Yeah. Yes. I believe she's playing at I the believe. pool party. A what? Oh, no, I'm not sure. I'm giving incorrect information. <laughs> Check PrideHouston.org.
2: Check PrideHouston.org. <laughs> All the
1: event you know. details. Uh, I, I was not, like, what? What's I, a I pool did, party? I, I didn't did hear about that. I not have that stored in my brain. <laughs> <laughs>
3: No, no, it's it's all, all no I'm pretty sure Young Ma's still playing. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Young Ma, I forgot who else. A couple other people. Yeah. do remember. Oops. Yeah. Um,
4: I saying? thought Lizzo was going to perform, and I had, like, the biggest flash of, like, jealousy. And then when she dropped that, I was like, oh,
1: this is fine. <laughs> yeah, that's so rude. Because, like, some of us here, were so looking forward to
3: that. <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, <she's> like, I, <laughs>
1: I mean, I understand that BT is everything. So, like, yeah.
3: I know. It's like, fine. I guess go I to BT. Guess. God. <laughs> I guess that's important. <laughs> no,
1: it is. We gotta no, no it success. totally is.
3: Yeah. No, I'm uh, so here for it. I was also
1: just bummed out. I was very
3: bummed Yeah. Cause I, very... I have to work praying. I was willing to work like the whole day yeah. to see Lizzo. <laughs> no. Now, like,
1: after the announcement, I was listening to her album like around the clock. And I was yeah. like, God dang, all that time out. <laughs> I of, know. learning lyrics
3: investing <laughs> in this <laughs> I invested in you
1: <laughs> fine I guess i just save it
4: yeah <sighs> I absolutely love her new album. It's incredible. Oh, it's cool. Every single song is a banger. Like she really did that. like I love it. I mm-hmm. feel so proud of Lizzo. This is her year for
3: sure. Yeah, actually, when her album dropped, is when I did like my own research, and that's why I found out she was from Houston. I
2: was like, hey, wait, I did not know that. Yeah, a she's from anymore. You know, yeah. I know Lizzie McGuire's
1: from here. So, oh, I wait, did not know that.
2: <laughs> wait, Hillary Duff. Hillary Duff here? is from
1: yeah. Oh.
3: oh. Yeah. The more you know, we're both like, oh. Well, okay.
1: We are the most diverse city in America. <laughs> yeah.
3: so that, you know. That makes sense. <laughs> that does make a lot of so, sense. No, that's what I was telling my partner. That's like, I can't really go anywhere else without being like, I'm like one of five brown people in this whole city. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I went uh to P&W area a couple of times. I was just
2: like, I feel like there's no
3: one else. Mm-hmm. Like, wait, wait, where hmm yeah. Like, where is everyone? Where's all that's
2: where world? Indy's at right now.
4: Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I'm making up for it. Today, actually, uh, my birthday's tomorrow, but I know someone's birthday so today, and mm-hmm. um, they're pretty into the um, POC here and i'm gonna go do karaoke with them later on so i'm trying to meet some brown people but yeah it's hard it's like
1: well the struggle is real it was real like 10 years ago when i was up there um so mm-hmm. i i empathize i don't want to be in your position now so
2: <laughs> i would never yeah. like i would yeah. never no, wish that i, I would never I really
1: do that again <laughs> <laughs> You're
2: like i'm really, you really in
1: Portland? Portland. yeah i used to go to reed college
4: Oh, wow. Wow. I, I mean, I heard Portland's also changed a lot in the last, like, five years or five years or six years or so. so How so? I mean, it's gotten a lot less hipstery and a lot more just, like, gentrified-y. And oh. like, no,
1: the hipsters very...
2: got family. older. <laughs>
4: yeah, everyone's a family
3: with, like, 3.4 kids the, and, like, all the Every
1: baths. urban center in America. Now.
3: Yeah, <laughs> basically. Yeah. So, I, I want... Mean, <laughs> I want to circle back about oh. um, our, you know, our gender identity as being non binary, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and Maya and I sort of talked a little bit about on the podcast how we sort of like talked a lot about that and how we came out. Yeah. So if you're comfortable with that, okay. I was wondering what, like, when did you come out as officially came out as non binary or like, yeah, that's a very interesting
1: like story. Yeah. Um,
2: or do you care to do that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, do you some people about? don't. You know? Some
3: people don't. And yeah. that's okay, right? I mean, I'm just curious. Yeah,
1: I think the Outsmart article did a good job of touching on it. So I used to work with this awesome elected official uh, yeah. congresswoman, now congresswoman Sylvia R. Garcia. Oh, yeah. Oh,
3: my oh, friend so that, um, yeah. that, that was on there.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, back in the day I uh, <laughs> was a state senator um, and I worked not this legislative session, but the one two years ago. Yeah, uh, for her. <laughs> Um, and like she was like the most passionate advocate and ally for our community during the session mm-hmm. that year literally um she's she's not even appointed to be on the state affairs committee uh, on the senate side which is where most of the anti-LGBTQ bills go to yeah. gets mm-hmm. referred to um and literally every time there was an anti-LGBTQ bill she would sit in on a hearing and mm-hmm. basically force the other senators to listen to her yeah. and to and all because she wanted uh, to reassure the LGBTQ members who were testifying mm-hmm. against the bills that they at least mm-hmm. had one ally um,
2: oh, on the like like,
1: who who they can who empathize with mm-hmm. and supported them um, who's on the other side who's on the other side yeah and so i just happened uh quite frankly to coincidentally uh to be the staff person that covered lgbtq policy for her mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so i was like always behind her and as I watch all these amazing and inspirational advocates and leaders, mm-hmm. uh, quite frankly, many of them right here from Houston, including Landon Ritchie, oh, uh, yeah. uh, testifying, and they did it with so much courage and uh, uh, pride mm-hmm. that it, it really inspired me to be more honest with myself. Yeah, um, Because I always recognize the need to fight as it relates to Black lives and as it relates to uh, LGBTQ lives and those of us mm-hmm. living with HIV. Um, so I never mm-hmm. felt the need um, until that moment to really add any additional right. uh, societal well,
3: add another <laughs> layers, layers of, of, oppression? of oppression to um, this. Uh, to myself? <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: but when I saw <laughs> their courage um, and when I saw the sacrifices, my mm-hmm. boss at the time, and quite frankly, the people sacrificing time they, need, they should have been spending at their jobs or in school, mm-hmm. um, to really stand up for something, quite frankly, knowing that we were going to lose that immediate battle. Mm-hmm. um but just to um make communities know that we're still valid and that we're still equal yeah even in the midst of quite frankly evil um yeah um I would it forced me to be more honest with myself mm-hmm. um, yeah. and so as I uh, accepted all of who I am including my uh gender queer identity um <clears throat> I can't help but uh someone told me I don't have to be authentic all the time. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, There might be some truth to that. Yeah. uh, But I just can't help but like relay publicly how I feel inwardly. I Mm -hmm. mean, I feel like it's my obligation to help build a world that makes myself safer. Right. Um, Yeah. And one of the best uh, quotes that I ever heard was I want to find organization to save my life. Mm -hmm. Um, Meaning basically that like I want to work every day to make people like myself
3: safer. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and so uh, as I started talking to more people about uh, being genderqueer on top of everything else, quite frankly, more and more um, Black and brown people uh, identify the same way, just never been able to either right. have the terminology or or the, the community, the community cool. and the support right. system needed uh, to fully embrace uh, that part of themselves.
3: Yeah, like mm-hmm. I... Grew up knowing that there was something going on, not just with my sexuality, but like gender a little bit too. Like my mom always tried to enforce what femininity looked like, yeah. right? She always buy yes. me clothes and all this stuff, and I just kind of thought, oh, I just don't like feminine clothes. And while for and while that's totally valid, like you know what I mean. Um, I, I think for me, it, it went a step further, especially when the first time I shaved my head, my mom jokingly was like, I didn't want another son. And I was like, but yeah, I look like mm-hmm. a cute boy, don't I, mom? Mm-hmm. And then it like kind of stayed with me. That was like, there's something going on here, but there wasn't really like language for me to really grasp that mm-hmm. probably went not until like the last, like <clears throat> maybe four or five years now. Mm-hmm. And so then once, like I had this conversation with my friend who was like, well, do you feel like you exist outside the binary? I said, yeah. And they're like, congrats, you're non-binary. He was like, oh, it's that easy, yeah. huh? And they're like, yeah, it yeah. is.
1: Well, the hardest part is the internal journey, right? Yeah, it is. Um, and then, well, I guess, uh, and let me correct myself. Um, Because we, we live in a world where not everyone has the same type of uh, mm-hmm. tools, right? Um, right. And so... Um, the hardest part for me was the internal the self journey Yeah, hmm. um, because I happen to exist in an environment where I have a job that fully is accepting and inclusive of my yeah. journey, um, especially around my gender. Uh, I have a, a friends that are chosen family that are fully accepting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they're growing with me.
3: Yeah, It's um, amazing.
1: And that's not uh, the same level of tools that everyone have.
2: Right. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a privilege to be able to be in your own body and express that yeah. at the same time. Yeah. 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 Um, so would you say you're an activist or
1: no? I absolutely you, am an yeah?
2: activist. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Um, One of
1: the reasons I was surprised that I won. Right. Uh, because activists oftentimes, ooh, let me not get too controversial yet.
3: <laughs> I mean, uh, I'll do it. Say, it. <laughs> say your truth, Mike. I mean,
1: they're... In general, mm-hmm, activists yeah. will get nominated for things, right? Uh, because you want to at least communicate the message that this is a type of organization, movement, or right. arena where mm-hmm. that's acceptable. But oftentimes, they don't they don't reach that honorary status, right? right. They don't reach the, the status of like is legit. Let's mm-hmm. really support this. Let's yeah. really invest in this. and us really uh, celebrate this. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, to have someone like myself, who's not necessarily like, um, I'm not the type of activist that makes everyone happy. Right. Um, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and that's okay with me. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm right. not, like, I, I, in fact, I feel like I'm not doing my job if everyone is happy. If everyone no. is smiling at me, I'm like, yeah. what am I doing wrong? <laughs> <You're right. laughs> um, to have, uh, someone like myself, not just be recognized as like, oh yeah, let's nominate this Work right, but then also this work wins um, by itself was uh, very unique for me, it really caught me off guard. And I remember my friends actually having to push me on the stage um, at the kickoff party uh, because I did not think that my name was going to be called.
2: If I don't know imposter syndrome, (laughs) Um, (laughs) but
1: at the same time, I think it was the community saying, But this is the type of work that we want Mm -hmm. um, to to highlight, right? Uh, Yeah, because I saw it more as like like let's amplify this work mm-hmm. as and less about like it's well, I mean, over my
2: being from the south in general <laughs> yeah. I mean being in the south in general you have to you know you have to push harder than your counterparts up north yes. or out west you yes. know what I mean yes. um i had a question to so like outside of your own authenticity mm-hmm how would you say that you're breaking boundaries when it comes to um, living within the spectrum mm. or living your life within,
1: yeah. within that spectrum? So want to naturally break boundaries, um, it's not just unique to me. I think this is something that we all do. And whether we give ourselves credit for that or not, is something that we should discuss later in a different podcast. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, no, <laughs> yes.
3: On a, We can cool. go forever. Yeah, um, we could, but we I, literally have to beg, wait, but we're <laughs> on a time.
1: We, we, we <laughs> gotta go.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, I honestly believe that if we're truly living our authentic selves, we're naturally breaking barriers because right. we're forcing yeah. the environments around us to adapt to what's safer, what's mm-hmm. more inclusive, yeah. um, and what empowers us as individuals. <laughs> right. Um, and so by you just simply being yourself when you go into work, whether you recognize it or not, you're forcing your relationships to adapt to how you need to, mm-hmm. like how that situation needs to adapt to you. right? Yeah. Um, especially if you're standing up for what you truly believe in, in some form or another. Uh, policies get influenced by just you simply existing in a room. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. I got hired uh by Commissioner Ellis in August of last year. Um and within or oh, when is this gonna be released? Uh in a couple of days. In a couple of days. Six. I'm just gonna say it's if I get right. in trouble, I get in trouble. Um but by the end of this month, policies uh, will now. Uh, be evolved uh, by our county commissioners to include uh, employee protections for LGBTQ em- county employees. It's, it's fucking uh, good based off of sexual orientation good. and gender identity. I mean, um, and yeah. that's all thanks to the great people that I happen to work for. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would also have to say that, like, if it wasn't for LGBTQ county employees just simply going to work every day for the last year, yeah, um, that would not that achievement would not be mm-hmm. the case today, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. or this month, right? Um, and so it's things like that uh, that. I would say I break barriers, but I don't know if that's different than anyone else.
2: No, yeah. Yeah. This is obviously a personal question for you. Right. Yeah. Um,
1: but that's how I wanna answer it because I what I really want to communicate to everyone is that we all have the capacity to break barriers. It's all Mm -hmm. about our willingness to be our true selves. Yeah. Awesome. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. That's
3: well. I, I just wonder, though, that's like even though that like it's really great that you are able to work somewhere where you are so affirmed in like your gender and your yeah. sexuality and all this stuff. Do you still find yourself and I'm not trying to put your job on blast at all, uh-huh. but do you still find yourself like you have to work even harder for visibility or or work harder to like make it understanding of like, you know, but my yeah not, not like my people but like but, but we still <laughs> matter like hello don't forget that we're in the room because you know because like it's i mean where i work sometimes i have to be like but no i'm people too hello. yeah you
1: know okay um hmm. so
3: that's what i'm saying i'm not trying
1: <laughs> to put i will say on blast. in general yeah um and not specific to any job that uh, i currently or formerly have. yeah had, there you go <laughs> um it, it's always a challenge right uh, right but one <clears throat> I look at this a bit differently than I think the average person does right. because like I was referring to earlier, there's so many different layers of identity that uh, we oftentimes have to shift through in each moment mm-hmm. um, that quite frankly, oftentimes you have to prioritize. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, you're, you're going to go into like, uh, um, like it's very easy to get triggered so often that you just end up angry a hundred percent of God. the time.
3: God, yeah.
1: Um, and in order to better for me to better take care of myself, I prioritize how angry I'm going to get in that moment. Yeah. Right? To get um, to
3: pick and choose your battles. Right.
1: Yeah. Uh, and I know that sounds awful, but it's the truth for my own sanity. Uh, so with I mean, that hey, in so. mind, uh, in general, oftentimes i always have to navigate situations where either my blackness is being erased or my sexual orientation is being erased or my gender identity is being erased um or quite frankly those of us who are living with uh chronic illnesses right like Mm -hmm. hiv diabetes and things of that nature um ableism is such a huge thing Mm -hmm. um and so uh from that perception, absolutely. Yeah. Um, there's a constant struggle and battle um, that you have to go through to make sure that uh, the communities that you're part of are, are legitimately being heard. And I'm, not, mm-hmm. I'm saying legitimately because yeah. it's easy to assume communities are being heard just because you visually see them at the table. Um, yeah. But how are we systematically arranging that table to ensure the voices are being heard? Yeah. Um, it's oftentimes the real struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, and I oftentimes say in any organization whether i happen to work for them or not if a black person or a queer person and or a queer person are not in positions of power meaning in leadership positions meaning in positions where they're able to hire and fire people um then that's not a real inclusive organization man
3: this is why you got this is why you won i'm just listening so
2: you're you're essentially what i'm getting at is what you're essentially is against power in that
1: hierarchy I I oh that's a great way I don't know I never I never gave much thought to it so I don't want to answer it that
2: way (laughs) that's just (laughs) what you're saying is like that's how I see that as because you want to work in a community where everyone has an input and everyone is seen I'm
1: like I I will say I'm against how how power is currently uh, constructed right Okay. absolutely um if we're if we're supposed to live in inclusive communities then power needs to be inclusive and
3: there has Mm -hmm. to be accountability oh yes, yes. Oh,
2: yes. I, I mean I hope that's a a gift you
1: know well we naturally I mean, do
3: that yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean <laughs> like it's a given but I feel like we have to talk about it still right That yeah. part
1: when I say I make people upset sometimes is yeah. that mm-hmm. accountability piece right? accountability yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah exactly and it's and it's being vulnerable and letting go of your eagle because like eagle or wait ego ego. 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 Oh, sorry ego. I,
3: I thought you said letting go of your eagle I was <laughs> like what I, mean, I, I think, think? It's a let go of a, yeah like an eagle and your ego yeah, yeah. let go of your <laughs> going yeah. I'm gonna make that a um a slogan on the shirt that we'll
1: have. You know, and you know, just to to take on a slightly different note, but this is yeah. one of the reasons why this moment is so special for me, um, and why it's really hard uh for me not to get emotional about uh not just being Pride Marshall, but about the direction of what Pride Houston is going in, yeah. in general. Um, yeah. Again, like I've always saw this as bigger than myself and even like the different mm-hmm. projects that I happen to be part of. Like this is really about like an entire community. Mm-hmm. Um, and quite frankly, for so many years, Pride was the only time of the year where like I could run away from home. I remember when I was like 17 years old. Yeah. Um, and like this is back in the days when you had like AOL chat. Oh my um, god! and aim <laughs> right, aim, and I had
3: like fucking like <laughs> fucking emo dial up, <laughs> dial up fucking like yes. emo lyrics on my away message. O-M-E-A. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, and so I would sneak in like arranged times. I was gonna meet up with my friends from high mm-hmm. school, oh and we were gonna God. sneak to the pride parade. Um, and like annually, that was like my ritual in life. Was mm-hmm. like this is the only time of the uh, year where I can just like authentically be myself. And I never truly saw myself, right? Yeah. Even in Houston, the most yeah. diverse city in America, I never saw myself, um, right? And. Visually, within, uh, from Pratt Houston, or from the overall LGBTQ right. community, because
2: there's a lot of things when it comes to that, especially being, you know, black and yeah, and a youth, you know, because like it's you have your family behind you. It mm-hmm. depends where your background is at, if you're yeah. religious or whatever. Um, accessibility to. To a car. How do you, how are you going to get there? Right. You know, money. How, yeah. how yeah. are you going to pay for that ride to get there? Because you can't tell your fucking mom. Right. To drive, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. To yeah. drop you off at, at this. What are you, where are you going, honey? <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly. I said I used to run away and sneak.
2: My, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Do you miss pride
3: being in Montrose? Um, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, <laughs> I like how Mike is trying to answer all these so diplomatically and I'm like, I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm not trying to put you on the no, spot. No,
1: I, I, I don't mind being put on the spot. Uh, <laughs> it's just like how do how do I feel about that? Because I'm I'm constantly torn with it because I I, I like my my vision for Montrose is always from the safe Montrose perspective. Right. Mm-hmm. Is that like it's super important for the LGBTQ plus community to have visibility and like geographically a safe space where, you know, even our youth know that they can come to this area and it can be safe and included right. embraced and loved. Um, because I remember personally, maybe I'm just getting old um, <laughs> and nostalgic about these things, but I remember you, uh, on Sundays when I was at home and my mom was at church and I used to there's one Sunday a month. I can go to any church I wanted to in Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she didn't know that I used to just walk to Montreal's. Um, <laughs> and that was my church. But yeah. I knew to do that because, like, there were rainbow flags everywhere. Mm-hmm. And there were, like, right. LGBTQ plus oriented bookstores that yeah, weren't adult right. rated. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> like, legitimate, like, you know, they are yeah. legitimate. But, yes, uh, kid friendly. I give it to me.
2: Yeah, kid friendly.
1: Yeah. And there were other things that like hatch was there.
2: Uh yeah, Hatch has been around for a long time. It yeah.
1: has been, but do my kids even know to go to the Montrose Studio You No. Well, some it depends. Like, they're
2: it working depends. on it. Yeah, they're working it on it.
1: I'm talking about a kid from like in the in where I, I where I was growing up, I oh, would not know to no. go to Montrose City oh, yeah, yeah, for, yeah. for hatch. No. And I knew at that time. Um and so
3: I mean, I, to be fair, I didn't even know Hatch existed when I was in high school until I, like a few years I ago. think a large yeah.
1: part of that is because we were, we're the erasure of like a centric, a geographically central place mm-hmm, for our community right. uh, is happening. That being said, it is undeniable that Pride outgrew that space. Right. Um, and I'm yeah. torn, I'm torn between like, you know, You know The authentic roots Of like our history But also like the reality That 500,000 plus people Cannot Like squeeze themselves On that tiny Westheimer street I
3: know It's It's I, I feel that because I unfortunately didn't have the chance to go at Pride before it moved oh. into ma- to downtown right yeah. and I would have my friends tell me how how cool Pride was it how was it was cool. in Montrose yeah. so you could and like the bars would, would mm. not necessarily close down but they would like you know
1: you can feel yeah. the community aspect. yeah,
3: you really could and so for me it's like I wish it were still back in Montrose in the community aspect mm-hmm. but at the same time because of how large it's grown. I don't even know how possible. And that's that is. a good problem to
1: have. That means because white friends aren't that many LGBTQ people in Houston. Um, yeah. So the fact that we're, we're outgrowing that space means that like. We're doing our jobs, meaning our families are coming to support right. us. Our friends are coming to support us. We have more local elected officials supporting us uh, yeah. as a community now than I would argue that we ever have before. Um, and it's also a testament to, quite frankly, the direction Pride Houston is going in. When It's working with more different communities, working with more different local organizations. Um, so more people feel part of that process. Uh, mm-hmm. Most recently, Pride uh, partnered with the caucus, which I happen to also be part of, mm-hmm. the Houston GOPT political caucus on mm-hmm. an anti-racism training for mm-hmm. our lgbtq community and it's things like that i feel um are are helping expand the excitement that we have for our community mm-hmm. and, and each other
3: but, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. well Mike I'm gonna have to wrap this I'm up, sorry okay? no <laughs> no
2: Mike we could just... talk to you more we could <laughs> but I want to go to
1: bed and no, I work I like I, and it's Monday speak
3: it's clear. Monday oh. and I worked last night so I'm very
1: tired it's, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm with you. you
3: yeah but Mike come back after the parade yeah oh, yeah a debrief yeah, you're gonna come back after praying we'll debrief and be like, so how okay. was it? Maybe <laughs> Lisa will come back just for you. Just Indeed. for you. Oh
1: okay. please We're gonna will it if she into listen the- to this. Ma'am <laughs> You have stands here. Yes. <laughs> I would organize the concert for you. Mike Webb. Right. You can email me at mike.webb at caucus.org. <laughs> also, if you want to volunteer for anything, you can email me at mike.webb at the <laughs> I was going
3: to say, is there anything you want to plug in or any last words you have before we close out? Yes,
1: the Houston Geo-Petite Political Caucus meets on the first Wednesday of every month uh-huh. um, at the Montreal Center at 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. And it's open to all, but we definitely would love any member of the LGBTQ community who wants to get more politically involved to come join us. If politics is not Is not your thing at the moment because eh, that's a lot. I know. Yeah. Um. You can. You still email me, and we can find out what's a great volunteer opportunity for you.
3: And what was the email again that you mentioned?
1: Mike. Dot. Web. That's W E B B as in boy. I know <laughs> the caucus.org
3: Yay! Well, Mike, thank you again for coming on to the podcast with us, chatting yeah. with us. Thank we you had a really so much. yeah, thank you yeah seriously, you have been a delight. No, you yeah. all have been amazing. Um, but if y'all haven't yet, come check us out on our Facebook. Uh, we are at Beer Queer Podcast. Uh, we have now been updating our Twitter, which is really exciting. Mm-hmm. Which is um at beer underscore queer htx, and we are also on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Don't forget to subscribe. Oh, yeah, don't forget oh to subscribe and rate god. us and tell us how much you love us. Yeah, yeah. you are know,
1: everywhere. Oh my god,
3: thank you. And yeah. with that, wait, what's up? What's up? Spectrum man? South. And Spectrum South. Yeah, we are also in Spectrum South.
1: Spectrum yeah. South? Spectrum
3: House. Anyway, so I have been Julian and my and Indy. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.
0: Looking for even more LGBTQ activities to experience this June? You're in luck. Pride Houston is taking over Pride Month with a jam-packed lineup of incredible events, including Baywatch by Salvation at Clay Houston on Saturday, June 15th, starting at 2 p.m., followed by the much-anticipated Eve and Apollo afterparties. Plus, be sure to check out Rock the Runway, Pride Houston's official Pride fashion show, on Thursday, June 20th at 7 p.m. Visit pridehouston.org slash events for Pride's entire event lineup.